0: On today's episode, we talk about a crazy win for the 76ers in game number three, taking a commanding 3-0 lead over the Toronto Raptors, trying to close things out over the weekend in game number four. This is Locked On 76ers.
1: You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day.
0: Oh, what's going on, Sixer fans? Welcome. You are locked on, 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5, the Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co host and partner, Keith Pompey of the Sixers, who is the Sixers beat writer for the inquirer.com he is in the six with the sixers took down the raptors in game three in dramatic fashion keith what's going on man
1: yo nada nada hey i'm gonna tell you this you saying the six right yeah i know this is a sixers podcast but this dude had this fat jersey his name was the his jersey number was six yo that thing was fire that's dope
0: that really is hey folks listen uh, we got a lot to talk about today with the recap of a crazy win last night for the Sixers over the Toronto Raptors. Now a 3-0 series lead after last night. We'll get into also later on why this win could possibly pull the team together even closer than they already are. And a later in the final segment, we'll also discuss a question, quick question. Is this team better than we expected? We'll get to all of that. But before that, thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember... Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here, where you get to see the excitement on our faces from last night. Even though we have to be biased, uh, you know, unbiased, and we have to talk about the game as is and critique things the way that we do, even us with Keith with the great background there in Toronto, we can't help but, as basketball fans, enjoy what went down. Keith, what was it like in the building last night when Embiid had that opportunity to make that shot 0.9 seconds left on the shot clock uh, under three seconds left on the game clock. And Doc Rivers calls the timeout. Great, great timeout. Great awareness by him to to call that timeout out of the coach's box. He sprints down the sideline. I'm surprised they didn't call anything on him for going all the way down to where Nick Nurse was uh, to get that timeout to go through. But and for us who weren't in the building we were watching it on television listening on the radio side uh for me at the fanatic what was what was it like in that moment to see
1: something like that live it was surreal man like it was it wasn't quite the stakes weren't as high as when clock Ka- when Kawhi 3 years ago made that four bounce shot at the buzzer sure. to beat the 76ers in game 7 it wasn't like the stakes weren't that high no. But, dude, it was the opposite effect. I mean, I'm what I mean by that is, you know, it came down to a, the game on the line. MB buries that three and it's complete silence. Yeah. Like, bang. And Took I'm saying to myself, like, <laughs> wow. Right. Like, you couldn't believe that he, like, that he made it. I mean, because, like you said, everything, is, everything that was on the line in regards to, like, you Know the time left on the shot clock, everything that this guy turned around and fired that thing like that. Yeah, the screen was on point by Tobias. Yep, it was uh, it was crazy. I mean, it was like boom. I mean, I'm talking about silence, silence. And let la- and then three years ago, you couldn't hear, I couldn't hear the guys uh, yelling at me next to me three years ago, so yeah. it was uh. It was great. It was great for the 76ers. I, I, I'll say that. And, and look, man,
0: you you have to give credit to everyone. Again, starting with Doc Rivers, the play design, I mean, the play before that where he, he was forced to call the timeout, he had to call that timeout to settle them down, right? They just, they were so out of, they were so, they were rushed. They, they didn't feel like, they didn't know what they were doing, and they couldn't really get loose. And it also seemed like both sides got a little fatigued, right, because of, Going into those extra five minutes, playing the way that they did. Everybody, the shots were short. Good looks were happening on both sides, but they weren't executing properly. So just going through the entire thing. Doc Rivers calling the timeout. The play design, as he put it together, to call it. Tobias Harris, to your point, setting that screen, which Keith could have been called uh, an offensive foul, was the way he was leaning in on Preston Sachua to three uh, Joel and beat up. But then the pass, two. Danny Green, I mean, to uh, Joel Embiid, and for him to turn, square up, and not rush the shot. How many times do we see a shot like that, and then it's an air ball because they don't square up enough, the feet aren't set, and you're rushing it out of, of, uh, I I guess, a little, you know, a little scared. You don't know what's going to happen in that moment. Air ball short, air ball long, and now, all of a sudden, Toronto has the ball with less than two seconds to go, and then of course, maybe force that overtime where you have no James Harden and you are playing five extra minutes. You don't know what's going to happen. Everything went the way that it needed to with that with that one timeout by Doc Rivers and that play design, just phenomenal work by them down the stretch after having so much trouble executing in the final few minutes of the fourth quarter and a little bit in the overtime session
1: as well. Yeah, yeah, and I got to give props to Doc Rivers. Got though, to, because – you know, let us let, keep it 100. Like everybody was talking about, including myself. Yeah, we were all talking about Nick Nurse and all the great moves that he made, and Doc Rivers has coached his tail off in 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 this series, right? Um, and, and also, like you said, you know, the one thing about Doc Rivers, like people don't give him a lot of credit for it, but his uh, his out of out of timeout plays are are, are typically on point, Damn. and this was one of them. I mean, that was a timely timeout because people forget. Joel threw the ball up before. Yes, he before, did. Before we, like, before we knew the time timeout. People were like, huh? The crowd yeah. was cheering. Everything was cheering. it's like, oh dang, Doc called the time out. He yeah. was like scratching their head. It was so loud to your point, we didn't even hear it. Yeah, you didn't hear it. So, like, so so when you look at that, you're saying to yourself, like, whoa, that was smart. And then here's something else, another shot out. Right now he's he he has sole possession of fourth place. With one hundred and one playoff victories, you know That's it's like, great. yo. I mean, that was, you know, that was that was. Now I know people gonna bring up some of his the deficiencies that they feel like, and some of the things he had. But look, right now, I mean, that was a heck of a game. And as Nick Nurse said, if they would have won, it would have been the series. Now they got a deep, deep hole. Talking about Toronto to get out of, so that timeout was key, and that play was key.
0: Yeah, it's going to be tough for them to win three, uh, four games in these in these last four. They have to sweep the Sixers, and I, I, I just don't see how that's going to happen. I'm not going to say that it happens at this moment on Saturday in game number four on Saturday afternoon, but uh, the, Toronto and Nick Nurse, Keith, they've done everything possible, everything possible to win a game and, of course, extend this series, and they gave it their very best shot last night forcing 24 turnovers, getting 27 points off those turnovers, uh, having 13, was it 13 more shots than the Sixers did, 12 more field goal uh, attempts than the 76ers did. But they had the same amount of field goal makes, even with the, the uh, plus the 12 in the field goal attempts. And they were also tied with the Sixers for makes behind the three-point line with 13. The difference came down to the three free throws uh, that the Sixers had, a plus three, making 15 of their 20 where the Raptors made 12 of their eight and Preston Sachua missed two down the stretch that would have at least given them a one point lead because James Harden, he missed, he split a pair before he fouled out. And man, it was that, just drama all over the place with that game last night. Drama everywhere, everywhere. And OG,
1: don't forget, OG split a pair too. He did. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. You know That's what I mean? We're talking about the
0: three foul shots. That's the three foul
1: shots right there. That's that advantage.
0: 100%, 100%, man, and on the offensive glass, Sixers did a decent job. It was 9-9, but it, it seemed worse in the moment, right, when Toronto was getting those offensive rebounds because they made the shots when they got them for those second-chance points. That's why they had a 16-9 to second-chance point advantage in that game last night, man. So much drama, so much intrigue in it, uh, maybe counting them out a little bit. And I got to give James Harden credit, Keith. He kept them in it in the first half, if not for what he did in the first half, having some timely buckets, I don't know that they would have been in it in the end. So uh, great work by the Sixers to get that win. We have so much more to talk about, including why a win like this, Keith, can bring a team together. They are already a tight-knit group, but on the road like this, winning in that fashion could also bring bring them together even tighter, even closer. We'll talk about why that's so important. Getting ready for game number
1: six right here, Locked On 76ers. Yeah, you know what? I mean, you're right. A win like this will bring a team together. But you know what else will bring people together? Bet online, right? Money. Money. Money, Money always <laughs> brings folks together. See, bread online is your number one source for all your betting, betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting waging information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm telling you, do it today, people. Do it today.
0: Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, whether it's the Chicago Bulls stunning the Milwaukee Bucks on the road in game two or the Boston Celtics taking a 2-0 lead over the Brooklyn Nets. Make sure you check out Locked On Now podcast for everything else going on around the association. Keith, a game like that, and you know this team well. I'm around them, but not as much as you. But I have a good sense of who they are, uh, the coaching staff, the teammates as well, and and how well, how tightly, a tightly-knit group that they are. But when you have a game like this, you're on the road, it's only you. Everybody's coming down on you. Uh, All the stuff that has happened from 19, that's still that dark cloud hovering over the Sixers from that Kawhi Leonard shot. And while this may not erase that, of course it can't because they went on to win the championship. But as tight as this team is, uh, to have the trust in one another, down 17, as bad as things were in the first half, to continue to fight, never give up. All I kept doing, Keith, was looking at the score saying, they should be getting blown out. And they were down by 17, and the Toronto Raptors could never put them away. And the Sixers just kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And we see them as a new team because of the addition of James Harden and what he has been able to do. He had eight points and four assists in the second quarter. It was 27-27. In the first quarter, he only had four. But in the third, Keith, where the Sixers defeated the Raptors in that frame, 28-19, to once again, James Harden, just some timely buckets. It was a layup that he had. He only had four points in there. But he shot it well overall. He had three assists, and he grabbed some rebounds as well. He's 7 for 13 overall on the floor, 10 assists with his 19 points, making two or four from beyond. Why does a game like this, and why will a game like this, especially in a game floor, a closeout situation, to send that other team home and you advance to the second round, why could this
1: one be a game where it pulls this team even closer together? You know, I mean, just by the way it happened. I mean, you know, they you know, I I get it. Like we could talk about what James Harden did. We could talk about what Tyrese Maxey did. We could talk about the big threes that um Niang hit, you know, Tobias' uh, Tobias's all around play. But the thing that got me is that the poise that they had. Yep. You know, there was no panic. Now there was a couple of times where Danny Green was, was about to you know, I thought he was trying to you know, take the ref in the alleyway a couple of times, but, but outside right. of that, huh? That's a great point because yeah. look at how they avoided they
0: they pulled him back as a team, right? You saw yeah, they him pulled him back. You saw Tyrese Maxey pulling him away. You saw James Harden come in, kind of like rubbing his shoulders like, hey, calm down. We can't afford that extra point, right? Exactly. You're already getting the one point from the technical. We don't need a second one and you being ejected when we don't have enough bodies because Matisse Thibault was not there. You're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, and and so the thing is, is like that poise was key. And it's funny because, you know, there was a time, I'm going to be honest with you, man, whenever the going got tough like that, you just saw the Sixers implode. It was like bad body language. It was this, it was that. Tobias summed it up, said his Doc, Doc Rivers. Doc calmed him down. He said there was a point where he was upset for three minutes. And Doc just gave him that look and said something to him, and he knew he had to suck it up. So I think what that is, showing that poise, being able to come back like that in a hostile environment, I don't think people know how tough it is to play here. I mean, I don't think, I mean, on the road, and especially, I mean, you got Weed and North stuff. I mean, these people really have um, uh, Canadian pride. They love their country. I mean, they all sing the national anthem together. You always see the Canadian flag when they're doing that, that, and Raptors. So it's kind of like the Sixers came up here and and battled an entire country. I know people say, what you talking about? But I'm telling you, that's just how it is with this pride up here. Right. So in order for them to, and this loud, in order for them to keep their calm and come back, man, that gives them, let them know that we're invincible or we're invincible in the next round, or we can do this. This was a major confidence boost. I'm telling you, a major one. And it was weird. Like, they turned the ball over early. They committed, but then they gradually got away from that, you know, slowed it down. They had, what, 15 in the – they had 15 in the the first – or, like, midway in the first half. Yeah, they
0: they had nine in the first quarter, and overall they had 15 at the break. Fifteen, see, fifteen, and like points off those fifteen.
1: Yeah, but the funny part is those fifteen, like, like they had nine in the first quarter, but then they racked up those fifteen. Most of those fifteen early in the second. You know what I mean? The regular. You know what I mean? They already uh, accumulated it. So to me, when you look at it, this is one of those things where you say, and uh, the way that they kept that poise brought them together, and is going to make them tough and 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 um to beat. In the playoffs, if they continue to play that way,
0: if they continue, yeah, because look, they got out of who they got away from who they were in the first two games, and uh, one of the things that I, I thought that I I, sh- I saw early on was they allowed themselves to get sped up. Uh, they were rushing instead of taking their time to your point of the poise. We saw that later because they were rushing. Um, the turnovers that you talk about, there were a lot of unforced errors. They were self-inflicted. You give credit to Toronto for their defense, but it was more of speeding them up. But you, we've seen them handle things much better than what they did last night. And as a result, they coughed the ball up. Toronto was able to get to 21 points in the first half off those 15 turnovers and take full advantage of that. And had it not been for all of those turnovers, and of course the points coming as a result off of that, the Sixers most certainly would have been in that game early on. And who knows how things would have... Change maybe in the second half, but it, it played out the way that it did. But to to the point of us talking about them being a, a tight knit group, Keith, we know that they all genuinely like each other. And no, they, they don't. Only playing. Only playing. <laughs> the <same day. laughs> and then and then of course to to this other thing, and this can't not this cannot go on un, on un, un, uh, unnoticed. Dealing with all of the the stuff with Simmons early, right? It became just a, a bear. Right. You just wanted to, you just wanted to a resolution one way or another. He's either going to be here or he's not. And they figured it out. They traded him. James Harden comes in and he has integrated himself there with the team. And I'm not saying that they're all going out and having dinner and all that type of stuff together. I don't know that, but what I am saying is they, they, they talk, they talk glowingly about each other. And you know, you know, the other part, when you say doctors, keeps them together, having that young bubbly personality, Of Tyrese Maxey, that 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 joyful, that joyfulness that he always has out there. And it's just so infectious. George Niang coming in and being that talker that the unexpected one (laughs) with George's. George Niang is a, a, a role player coming off the bench, but he's the one that has everything to say, but it brings everybody closer. And when you are going against a country like that in a big spot like that and everyone is against you in that building and you find a way to still come back and win. And in that fashion, that can only help you going forward. If you have a big head because of that, that's on you. But if it doesn't pull you together and again, see a situation where not only in the game four or a closeout game in general, whenever they win the fourth one to advance to the next round, this hopefully is something that can pull this team again together and and maybe have them make a, Deeper run than we originally expected, Keith, with this basketball squad. So props
1: to Doc Rivers for with Keith with Tobias said about keeping things together. Yeah, man, mad props to Doc Rivers. That was uh, that was impressive, man. I, I, I have to admit that was impressive. And when Tobias said post game, Keith,
0: that he was so upset with himself after missing that shot at the end of regulation, where he got the offensive rebound. And he, felt, you know, he short armed it because he had three Raptors around him. It was it was a decent enough look, and he said he was upset with himself, but he had to calm down and say, "It's cool, we got this." You know, that's a veteran saying, "All right, look, let's just go into this overtime and let's win this thing in the overtime session." He shot four for nine for 11 points, but once again, Keith helping out where need be. He had 12 rebounds for the Sixers, helping out Embiid, who had a game high 13. And once again, out-rebounding the Raptors by 14-46-32. And our final one, Keith, we have to talk about is this team better than expected. They found a way to claw back and get that win last night in a tough environment. Are they better than expected as we uh, get ready for game number four? a possible closeout situation. We'll do that next right here on Locked On 76ers. But I got to tell you, in a day like today, being up late after such a, a hard-fought game, staying up late, doing the radio show, I needed something. And I didn't go candy, I didn't go pastry, I went with my Built Bar. I've been talking about it for weeks now with you all, and I have not gotten away from it. They're very good. If you haven't tried them, you're missing out. One of the best-tasting bars, and that is Built Bars. Uh, they also have the Puffs, the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they are a treat and they are covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, they're so good. How about mint brownie? Maybe you like coconut, or maybe coconut almond. You need something there with that, or the one for the month, the new one, white chocolate cookies and cream. All fantastic, 100% real chocolate, including the puffs. Yes, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these like I have. Staying up late, getting them early. I go right to the cabinet, bang, get that built Bar, do what I need to do. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 19 grams of protein. And that is, compared to 240 calories, 330 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs from the candy bars. You don't need all of that. Go with the built Bar. It's perfect for you. At built Bar, they're all about the taste. They'll make it delicious first. Then they'll figure out how to make it healthy. How about that, right? And now you look at that, you go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Keith, a situation where they could potentially sweep a team. Yes, injuries have been a part of the game for and the series for the Toronto Raptors. Pardon me, but... The Sixers have been the better team through these three games. And while they seem to be outplayed in game number three, in the end, they won. So, again, better team through the three games. I predicted a seven-game series and the Sixers would win. You predicted the Sixers would fall potentially in six or seven. Um, That's but it, here, six. Six, okay. Don't take me off the hook. But here we are, man, and they are on, on the uh, on the doorstep of a potential sweep against a a good team, in my opinion. And when you were three games ahead of a team in the standings in the Eastern Conference like they were at the end, and then, uh, of course, playing the way things were uh, going into the series, we saw a lot of things that could go against the 76ers, including the coaching.
1: Yeah.
0: Are they they a better team than we
1: expected? You know what? I think they may be. Um, You know, here's what I think it is. I think what's going on is, like, right now... I don't know if they're a better team than we expected, but what I think is we got, they got all their guys clicking at the right time, playing the ball. Like when you look at this team and you see it and you have James Harden being a distributor and, and doing that when, and when we never, before he came here, none of us, most of us who lived in Philadelphia or covered the Sixers didn't know he had that in this game. Right. You know, you look at Tobias Harris, who was struggling before, to find his groove. And as a second scorer, it was like people were boom, right? Now he's stepping up and he, he's making all these plays, you know, and 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 doing it defensively, role-playing, scoring, the whole nine for him. You look at Tyrese Maxey and you see his maturation and Joel Embiid, Is the MVP, or he should be the MVP? So the thing is, when you have those four guys clicking, and and then you have a guy like George Niang, who you know, and and Danny Green playing the way they are, it's kind of like everything is clicking at the right time. So I don't know if I want to say they're better than what we expected. I just want to say that they're playing up to their potential right now. Sure.
0: Yeah, they ended up with the second best record in the in the Eastern Conference behind the Miami Heat, tied with Boston and Milwaukee. But nonetheless, the second best record in the conference overall, in a tough conference that we saw play all season long. And yeah, look, man, they, they have guys who can take over when it, it, it calls for it. As the team mm-hmm. was stacked, they couldn't get buckets, Keith. James mm-hmm. Harden decides that, hey, I'm going to the basket and I'm laying these guys up. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. getting... You know, I'm getting my step back going. And he picked his spots much, much better last night with those threes, Keith. He only took four last night <laughs> in the flow of the game. And he was seven for 13 as well. Now, again, those two missed free throws that he had, especially the one late, uh, maybe that would have changed things a little bit more. We wouldn't have seen the dramatics of him being shot to, to actually win it. But you can talk about where Tyrese Maxey goes off with 21 in the third quarter in game one. 11 in the second quarter where he didn't get anything in the first quarter. And now a spot here where Harden does what he does to keep them in it. And then, of course, Joel Embiid in the end going for 25, no, 28 in the second half. Was it 28 in the second half? Because he is, as you said, an MVP candidate and the best player in this series. George Niang hitting timely threes. Danny Green getting rebounds at key spots. On the defensive end, right? The guy can't jump outside of that dunk that he had to close out game two. But the guy can't jump. But it—it it was it's about the fundamentals. It's about fundamentals and getting the basketball. That, that want to, that wherewithal, that, that effort to go get that ball and not allow them to, to do what they do by getting those offensive rebounds and getting those second chance opportunities. Man, you maybe you're right. Maybe this is a team that we expected them to be. We saw it a lot. And with their 51 wins during the regular season campaign, but to see it now playing out the way that it has, watching all of these games, dissecting it play by play all 48 minutes, and then of course uh, all, all all the extra five minutes of the overtime session last night as well, man, just a, uh, a a much better way a way where we've seen them lose games. Keith, they're winning games that way as well. And they're doing it in the postseason when it matters. I know it's only round one, but this is a team that was right there with them, the Toronto Raptors, who forged their way back into the conversation as the season went along. They were at the bottom. Then they moved into the top five and eventually ending up in the fifth seed. They're a good basketball team. Now, While they missed Scotty Barnes, they are still a good basketball team. That was theirs to win. The Sixers took it last night.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm going to be real. Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it 100. You always do. Uh, you know, I always felt like, now, I, I do think losing Scotty Barnes is huge. I do. I always felt that Gary Trent Jr. having, being sick, you know, been, all that benefited the Sixers. But for them to come into a hostile environment like this, knowing that role players play better at home, Chris Boucher, all these guys, like, did you notice how Chris Bouget had more heart this game? Like, yeah. before, I ain't saying he was timid, but he was just like, you know, just, okay, get out of the way, bro. Get out of the way. This game, this dude was guarding people the entire length of the floor. It's yeah. timeouts. I don't know if you saw it on TV, but there was one time that George Nguyen was in, walking to inbounds the ball, and the whole time he was, like, all up in his face. Like, you know, and I'm like, Yo, bro, chill, chill. So, so it was it was that type of environment, and I know Scotty didn't play, but to come down from seventeen, to have your MVP take over like that, to have Tyrese Maxey step up like that, and when the game is on the line, yo, that's special, man. That's special. And and, and, and again, and... we're talking to the guy who said that the first two games, they were fortunate, not fortunate, but they benefited, well, game two, they benefited from Scotty Barnes not playing. You know what I'm yeah. saying?
0: Yeah, and, and Maxie, while he finished with 19, it seemed like he had some some trouble getting by guys a little bit. He was one for five from beyond uh, last night. So if you take away those five, but if you take away those five attempts and, and that one make, we're looking at seven for 13 overall from the floor, but uh, those threes and a couple of times, it seemed like he couldn't get by uh, them. And he took a terrible three point shot uh, late in the game as well. Uh, that didn't even touch rim, but to get those four points, Keith in that overtime that he did mm-hmm. with those first two buckets, uh, that was key. That was big uh, for him to, as you said, step up in that spot where James Harden had already fouled out. Uh, they did not have anyone else to bail them out in that spot. And he picked up that slack right there and got those two buckets for them. And Embiid had the five in overtime, including that game winner. What a game, man! What a finish! What a win for the 76ers. Has to be a, a, an even more morale booster for them as they have now Thursday and Friday off. We can't we can't stress that enough. With Embiid grabbing at his hand and you know guys just dealing with certain little you know bumps and bruises of the rigors of an 82-game season and a hard-fought three games so far. These two games are important, and they can also come down a little bit, Keith. You know how sometimes you you win a game like this on such a high, now you go to the game either the next day or a day a day later, which would be Friday in this case. They have a couple of days to kind of settle things down. Doc Rivers and the coaching staff can point out, hey, you won the game the way you won it. Now we have to forget about it. And make sure we do not come out in game number four and play as poorly as we did in the first half, getting down like we did in that first half. So tremendous work by the Sixers and getting the win last night. Uh, Keith, we get ready for game four the a possible closeout situation on Saturday. Should be a fun one. Yeah, it should
1: be. It should be. Maybe you get to come home early. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe I get to stay home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah so, so yeah, so yeah, it will be, it will be, but hey, look, y'all, I want to let y'all know one thing, y'all, y'all can subscribe to this podcast, wherever you get podcasts at, you can also make sure you, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On 760 YouTube channel, um, by clicking on the Liberty Bell on our, on our, on our YouTube page. But I'm telling you, you get daily content from from Divine, my man, Mr. Knowledgeable, and, mm-hmm. and me. <laughs> so, so go ahead and do that.
0: Yeah, we are <laughs> Mr. Knowledgeable. <laughs> That's right. Keith as well, Mr. Knowledgeable. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Make sure you guys go subscribe wherever you get your podcast, And, of course, here on the YouTube channel. Click that Liberty Bell, folks. Uh, we're working hard here. Click that Liberty Bell as we uh, get to talk to the Sixers as, as best as we can. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. On our next episode, we'll certainly preview game number four and see what happened in the days off with the Sixers Thursday and Friday and seeing how they are now handling getting ready for game number four on Saturday afternoon. Now make your second listen. Locked On NBA, where Locked On experts are covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, including what's going on with Chris Middleton. He had a tough injury needing an MRI, so you'll find out from those Locked On experts of what the latest are for a situation like that with the Milwaukee Bucks and one of their all-star level players. Keith, as always, man, this was a fun one. It was a great game last night. I wish I was there in the building to experience that with you but uh, it was certainly something watching it and of course hearing it on our radio side but a fun fun win great playoff win by the Sixers yeah it was it was yep all right man all right peace thanks for listening y'all thank you